everybody, and welcome to the 53rd episode of According to Alan. I am your host, Alan Muskowski, joined as always with Josh Van Dyke. What's going on, everybody? Uh, we've decided that Josh is going to talk this episode. I might. You don't know. <laughs> you never know with me. No, he's. Uh, you're a wild card That's in it. all aspects. That's it. Of the phrase. I am also, we are at Local 219 Studios, and I am joined with... <laughs> wow. The Honest Wow. The, 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 <laughs> what's what's his name? Where's your cue card? The Honest Wagner. Honus. Honus? Honus. The Honus Wagner of Talk Local. The marketing guru. The Dodger fan by day, White Sox fan by night. Wow, excellent. <laughs> That's excellent. Mr. Martin Oleksi. I don't Dodger think fan by day game, White Sox fan by night game. I don't That's think I've good. ever had an intro like that. No, that's because you suck. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. The guy who leaves his sandals at the office all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Josh Van Dyke. Yeah, I can't even. That's definitely me. <laughs> I, I, I can't those. argue it. Can't argue it. I'm like, are you guys doing a Footprints in the Sand tribute? <laughs> 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 Yeah, we're filming the next uh, Footprints uh, uh, poster that we can hang above our toilet. <laughs> and Josh needed all his sandals for that. Yep. So Ma- setting the mood. It's been a while, Martin. What's happened since the last time? <laughs> how's your appear- your, since your appearance, how's your life changed? Well, let's see. I, uh, I'm still not that... I'm, I'm not on the Will Ferrell bandwagon. Okay, I'm still not. still there. I still respect him, blah, blah, blah. But, okay. Did okay. you see his uh, Sherlock Holmes uh, and jo- him and John C. Riley today, today preview? Oh, you mean Step Brothers too? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it looks funny. I'm sure it'll have funny moments. So, two kudos to them. The politically correct Martin Alexi. Yes. Just in case Will Ferrell's listening. Just, I'm assuming he is. Fifty-three shows later. Yeah. He's, everybody's listening. So, how else has your life changed? Uh, let's see. <laughs> I don't remember my agent saying, uh, proving this question on the list before the, we got to the show. Um, <laughs> I got to see, well, you know what? Uh, it, it's hard for me to talk about myself. So let's plug Local 219 in a good, non-cheesy way. I've seen now what? Two outstanding comedy shows in the region brought to you by Local 219 mm-hmm. and uh, Crown Brewing. And Shannon Rastin in and, particular. Right. And I have to say, you guys have done tremendous work on many clients. You've already made more of an impact than most media companies, traditional or otherwise, here. But I have to say, my personal favorite is that comedy show, only because of the obvious. You are bringing laughs to the region, much needed laughs to the region, and you are showcasing the local talent where they don't have to drive all the way down to Indy. They don't have to do smaller shows uh, north of 30, you know, smaller venues. It's just uh, you're in the hub, and it's a, a perfect place for people from the north, people from the south to, to meet. And uh, the last two shows killed. They were killers. And, you know, that's why they're selling out, and people are already looking forward to the next show in February. Awesome. Yeah, so. great plug there too, Martin. Uh that was the best twenty dollars I've ever spent. So thank you for saying that. <laughs> and those those local those comedy shows have been they've even like like far exceeded my expectations for sure. I know when we first started doing it, Shannon, who is a member of our local two and nine crew, has been on a couple podcasts. She's a comedian. I she always corrects me when I call her a female comedian. I guess that's not proper. Right. Um, however, uh, she does an amazing job. She is great at being able to 
um, capture her everyday personality, and I think it translates better to the stage in, mm-hmm. a, in, a, in an insane way. And she's just done. She's put her hands around this thing and just have not let go. And so I'm proud of her. I'm proud of the the way the comedians have responded because we went from you know six on that first one, nine on the second, and we went from a, a free audience to a paid audience, which is a big difference. You don't know how that's going to react, and so. Anytime you're putting this stuff together, I would pr- it, it's really intense because you're always thinking about every aspect, right? You're thinking about, is paid going to change the demeanor of the audience? Um, is paying going to change the demeanor of the comedian? Um, is the comedian now going to want to get paid because they see us getting paid? Um, all these things that kind of work itself into it. And then like when, with Crown Brewing in particular, we're throwing now beer on it. We're throwing food on it. We're throwing a VIP section. We're actually, this is the first time we've ever put together an organized event for pay. So how does that work out? I still don't know because I haven't gotten, a, I haven't gotten any money of the money from it because Eventbrite takes their time. You know, I, I, we haven't messed with Dave Bryan yet and really kind of sat down and talked about the numbers of what they made during the show, what we kind of brought in through the show. And so there's still a lot of uncertainty in it, but I, I wouldn't change it for the world. I think that anxiety is an awesome one of performance. And it, what, what kills it is the day of for me. It's, it's so hard. Really? Such as? So, uh, for example. So, like, do you feel like you're a performer that you've got to prep? Or do you feel like you have to deliver? Or are you just talking the, the bare business, the business of comedy? No, all of the above. Okay. All of the above. The, the biggest thing is, number one, are people, how's it gonna, how's it gonna react, right? So are we gonna have- That's true, even though you are not a comedian, you have the same investment in it. If there are no laughs, you-, you Yeah. Yeah, you- uh, What's the security gonna be like if, right. if there's a problem? Okay. Is there gonna be a problem? Um, we were there all day that day setting up lights, setting up the USB on the TV, setting up the, the, the table arrangements, setting mm-hmm. up the VIPs, yep. making sure that the, the carriage court people knew that they were on their game. How was the tunnel going to be for beer sales? What were, how were, we, were people were we going to have servers? Were we not going to have servers? And then there's that leading up to an hour of it. You've got the kickoff of the show. And then even like as easy as it is for my job to go up there and just say a few words, there's still some form of performance anxiety to it because you're leading off a show. Right. Yeah. You're walking right. into a room of people staring at you, and it's the number one fear in America still. Sure, with the spotlight on you. But yeah. You know, so it's like there's the, all of that. And so I didn't even drink before because it's just too much anxiety for me. Okay. Um, but that's part of, like, setting out that energy into the world that you know you're trying to do something positive and you're trying to do something for this, for this community. And not sure how it's going to go because it's an extension of you and it's your reputation i think it's huge uh from an outsider slash insider um and i told shannon this as well she's a remarkable stand-up comedian and uh you know whether it's a tight five a tight ten whatever she's delivering she delivers and uh apparently this was self-taught and uh i just hope no matter what she does she keeps this up because she's she's a remarkable talent and a great representative of Local 219. And to do this, she's helping fellow comedians. I don't know how they do that. I, I mean, I have anxiety watching them. <clears throat> you really? Know, I, I used to do, I did some stand-up comedy in Chicago, and I could not sleep the night before. I just, I wouldn't. I would just go through my routine constantly. I don't know how these guys just calmly go through their day. And I don't they, think they do. Yeah, I think there's a little butterfly, but for me it was almost like the, you know, the butterfly effect. I would get so anxious that 
a plane crashes because of some butterfly flapping its wings. But the two shows that I saw that were so tight here at Local 219 and then at Crown Brewing uh, were the best two comedy shows I've seen back-to-back, and that includes a ton that I saw in Chicago. The performers were that tight. It's almost like you had an A-list both times, and you keep that up, and I really, really think that is going to be one of your major contributions. Awesome. Well, Shannon Rossin's the booker, so she gets all the credit on that. Again, I talked to, like, the lineup. Um, I, I know, like, I have, a, I have a, we have conversations about how many comedians, who goes in what order. Those conversations happen, but for, for the, the majority of it, that's all Shannon. Yeah. So she gets she gets ninety nine percent of the credit on that. I mean, I think by just talking order and talking about the other stuff is the easy part. You know, she really goes above and beyond and getting the best talent she can find. And 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 let's be honest, she's dealing with a tight budget. Yeah. No yeah. one no one's up there making money. Yeah. Not not real money. Yeah. You know, so she's got to convince comedians to do it too for practically free. And that's not an easy task. No, no. You know? But her circle is good. I mean, her. Like I said, when I first saw her, she, you know, she's a friend, so everybody roots for their friends to do well. But there was no exaggeration when I told her, at least I felt she was one of the finest comedians I've seen. I mean, she just somehow gets it. And, uh, you know, hopefully this will just keep growing and growing and growing. And before you know it, you'll realize that you're delivering one of the best live performances in the region and actually knocking out Chicago for that. And Chicago comedians are going to come knocking on your door as well. And I, I think that'd be a wonderful future to have. You know, what did I say? You'll be the uh, uh, the guy that ran Def Comedy Jam that used to Russell come. Russell Simmons? Yes, you will be the Russell Simmons of the region in a way. Are you sure Rob Burnshaw didn't say that? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? <laughs> well, I'll double check. But uh, <laughs> Some shots fired over Yeah, there. right? Oh, look who thinks he's a comedian. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, uh, but you know how at the end, um, Martin Lawrence would always welcome Russell Simmons out to, to say something to the crowd. And he would just say what? He'd say, thanks for coming. You know, after all these blistering comedians came out, Russell Simmons would just come out and say, thanks for coming, peace, people, and leave. And I think that's what you've got here. I mean, that room, both rooms were packed with people that just were, could not wait to laugh and were with the comedians, not trying to be one. And uh, you keep that up, and uh, you're, you'll end up having a little bit of a resurgence of stand-up comedy. Awesome. I hope so. I know yeah. K. Francis Norris. Uh, he does a comedy show that's once a month at Fridays. On, it's called at a place called Shenanigans and Portage. Yep. And as far as I know, that's the only consistent version that's going on outside of us. So he's been on, he's been on both, right? We have the Goodfellas Open Mic Night on Wednesdays. I've heard about Keegan's doing some things at, like, comic yeah, at, like uh, comic book stores. He's a it's in, a donut shop in Griffith. Yeah, sci-fi donuts. Yep. And I think it, I think that one's only like once or twice a month too. Right, and but I think, think so. that's still relatively in its infancy stage, right? So, yeah, there's not really a scene out here. No, and so like By now we means. can if there's a map, right, and there's a dot in Chicago, and there's a dot on India, and there's a dot on Detroit. Maybe we can make this a dot. I believe so. Yeah, because in those rooms that you just spoke of where the other comedy is taking place. You've got donuts to distract you, comic books to distract you, other venues to distract you. This was a room dedicated. That, exactly. Focused on comedy. Yep. Well, awesome. I hope it all works out. Uh, I, I know the next one is going to be February 15th. We've already collected uh, 
probably 25 emails from the last comedy show mm-hmm. of people who want to already be informed the second that it happens again. So we're going to try to do two shows, I think, next time. Which would be 120-ish tickets total. Yep. I liked the, the room. I liked the amount of people that were in the room. I thought that was good. It felt a little uncomfortable, which I kind of like. How do you mean? Too crowded? or? Yeah, uh, I felt like okay. there was some standing room. And I think that there was a moment to where like you were felt like you were pretty much canned in a little bit. I don't want it to be crazy like that, but I do think it was the proper amount of uncomfortability. That's the way comedy comedy places are, though. Comedy shops have, I mean, the Second City. If you guys have been there, they pack you in. It's got to be against fire code. I mean, you're you're so jammed in there that if you were to get up to go to the washroom, mm-hmm. you feel you're going to interrupt the show. Crazy, it's that tight. So awesome. You know, keep keep this up. I mean, this is a wonderful thing to be a part of. I mean, it, again, it. I am partisan to, to comedy and stand-up comedy. I admire the hell out of comedians, but uh, I, I'm one of those wannabes. I just don't have the uh, fortitude to, to get up on stage like they do. You know, uh, I might be a writer, but uh, the show is is killer, and it's some some of the it's the best show I've seen in Northwest Indiana of all shows. You know, and oh. that includes like going to the Holiday Star, the old comedy shop at the Holiday Star. Uh, any of the uh, shows, any of the theaters, any of the plays. Thank you for. <laughs> do, do you have to get that? No, I, I don't. Do, Josh, what do you do when Alan's on his phone during the podcast? I just let him do his thing, man. Oh, okay. Well, sometimes. Thanks for bringing attention to that. To all you audiophiles <laughs> out there. Yeah, you know, uh, we could have just let that one go, but. No, not, you had to go right in, in on it. No, no way, Martin's no in way. the room. The Rob Burnshaw comment. He's, he's coming for right. me now. <laughs> Dude, zing. <laughs> um, I have been noticing from a distance, though, that you've been running, and that's fun. How's that coming along? Painfully well. Yeah. Painfully well. Yes. So it looks like it's like w- at least once a week. I try to get in three. 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 Yes. Wow. I thought it was pretty often. Uh, and uh, I tried not to post because I, I was posting. I know this is going to sound like what do they what do they call those humble brags? And I don't ever want to be that, but. Uh, I was posting for my own encouragement, you know, because if I thought of a good post, that meant I would run better. And, and basically, just so everybody knows, I, I started sprinting. I don't care for long distance running. It's boring and it breaks my body down. Uh, this way, my body's broken down a little bit slower uh, by doing 100 meter, 200 meter sprints. Uh, 100 meter sprints are fun. 200 meter sprints are hell. And, um, but I, yeah, I go to Hanover Central's high school track. Nobody's ever there. Mm-hmm. It's just me, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I heard you had the nickname Usain Alexi yes. around that around that track. Is that the true? Bolt. They called me the Bolt. They the call bolt. you the Bolt. <laughs> the Bolt. The bolt. <laughs> <laughs> There's no room for two. He's the one. Right. And I thought, <laughs> good input, Josh. And uh, I thought, you know, I thought it was just because I wore Caribbean colors, but no, it was. Uh, no, it was because of your speed. It was because your my speed. You know what's fun? Funny is. Uh. Uh, your listeners will get a kick out of this. By in no means am I fast or quick or agile. And uh, to prove this, I film myself, which is a mistake. And uh, <laughs> I film myself thinking, you know, like I, I, I learned some tips from the guys here at Local 219 on how to film and capture images. And, man, I, I, I thought for sure. And, you know, when you're filming yourself, you're going to run 
harder. Hard. Okay? Yeah. So I thought, yeah. definitely, I can't wait. So I, I've got the camera set up. First time I did it, I all I did was I did it backwards. So all I filmed was me running over the Gatorade bottle. That was fun. And then <laughs> when I finally got footage of myself running, I thought it was a mistake. Because you picture yourself sprinting and going as hard like as Tom Cruise in like one of the Mission Impossible. That's what like, started me in sprinting. I, I watched <laughs> Mission Impossible and I'm like, really? Yeah, I'm like, that's sprinting. Because I looked it up and they said that's the way you should sprint. So, yeah. And uh, God, I cannot believe it. Like, you think you're going like this and zooming across. This is more of what it was. It was like, And then another 30 seconds of me huffing and puffing. Almost puking. Closer to the camera, you know. But but anyway, you know what? I'm out there. So, and I've never done it. And I actually gained weight because it put muscle where I did not have muscle. Mm. For some reason now, I have a butt a little bit. I've never had one. Nice. I could tell when you walked in here today. I thought, man, that Alexi has a butt. The Bolt has a butt now. (laughs) The Bolt has a a Bolt butt. (laughs) I, you know, it was weird because I, I was wondering why people kept singing Milkshake when I would walk by. Oh, but, no. Yeah. That was it. Huh? <laughs> now you know. But you do look good. And um, if you're listening to uh, anybody who's on the Hanover Central side of things, uh, take the fucking lock off the gate so you can get back out there and run. Please. I, I sprint you much. Now you just got to hop the fence. Right? That's what, I mean, that's what Rocky would do. I tried to, when's the last time you've hopped a fence? Oh, it's I can't I can't remember. I, don't I know. tried to hop a fence. I'm trying to think of the last Ooh. time I tried to do it. It was probably like a, did it like not go well within the last year. Ooh. In my you're talking about the fact the, you're bringing it up makes me oh it's horrible out. yeah the hypothetical of what it looks like when you used to be able to do it sure. to what it is now oh, two yeah. completely different things. There was a time because I grew up in Hammond yeah. right and so there there was a lot of like chain link fences that were like four to six feet tall that's just the kind yeah. of way it was and you can make those you play kick the can goes in the graveyard and stuff and then like you're just running and jumping over these things like that was what it was right uh, or the ball goes over the fence you gotta go get it yeah that's probably more likely you're right josh it happens all the time that happens all the time so i'm running so like i forget what i even had to go to um I so I do the jump to where you get like both hands on the fence with the with the push with the push yep. and then you got the one foot that goes on top of it and then you just kind of like leap frog over yeah. the top yourself, of it. Just bring right. yourself over. For yeah. some reason, I went two hands foot and got stuck. Oh. Both hamstrings pulled and my ass cheeks. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. What's that? You can pull those? Oh yeah, Ooh. happened. Oh. And so I jump up and I get caught up there and I'm like, oh my god, why am I even <laughs> trying to do this? And then I like fell over the you top the of roll, it. The roll over the, the roll over the top of it. So I'm sure someone saw that that oh, can confirm no. it. But it was uh, brutal. You know what? I do have some something close to that. I started playing hockey at the uh, ripe age of 38. <laughs> and the, you started right. And my first game, of course, you know, my buddy's like, "Oh, don't worry, nobody ever shows up. We'll just be passing the puck to each other." <laughs> and I get dressed. We go out in the ice. There's like 50 guys. So it's you know, rat hockey game on, and we're playing. And I'm sitting on the bench, and and this guy goes, "Man, I'm exhausted. Go." And I, I, it's my first shift. And I, just like you said, you picture, oh, just like they do in the, in the, in the NHL. Just hop the, hop, I'm not going to open the hop door. Hop the boards. Dude, yeah. Only rookies open the door and go out there, right? So I hop the boards, click that skate dug in like it was a skill saw. <laughs> and I just, I, I just fall face forward. That's a, that's a whole different animal, I'm sure. The skate doesn't even move. I just go, boom. 
And I, my face is on the ice, and I'm oh so. My God. And the thing was, I made so much noise that the action on the other end of the ice stopped, and they all looked at me like, "What the hell was that?" It sounded. <laughs> you stopped the whole game. Stopped just the game. On the ice. And I got up. I was so embarrassed. I, I skated over and I hit a slap shot and went in because I was that angry. I really? Was that embarrassed. That so I you just, went from that entrance to a point to a score to a yeah. goal. Yeah. Wow. Right. That's a way to rebound, buddy. Yeah. Plus, well, they can't say eight. shit after that. <laughs> right. They president and locked me out of that. So that was a plus one then for you at that, at that shift. It was a plus one. I retired. So <laughs> that well, now that we're on the, the, <laughs> the theme of Clumsiness. embarrassing sports stories, um, I, was, I, I think I was like 28 at the time. Okay. So and I'm my, 36 my now, 28, 29. And we, we still played uh, pickup basketball at like, like the YMCA and CP sure. Sports and all that stuff. We'd go out there and play. A bunch of friends from high school. We'd go out there, and one of the seasons, my buddy Jeff Kinzel, his dad played with us, and his dad was a basketball coach. We all knew him. He was really nice. He was always around, you know. And so he's on the bench, and I just and I'm, I just get in the game, and I think I ran up and down like three or four times. Well, if you can picture this, <laughs> there's the scores table at half court. Okay. Both benches on each side of it. Right. Yep. So I'm. Um, we're we're heading towards our side of the bench, if that makes sense. On the court, heading on towards the court. your direction. Right. So we're at, now. Just, so I'm shrinking the court to half court. Okay. Well, his dad says something to me, and it was like a dead ball, so the the play stopped. And I'm standing there, and his dad said something to me, and I look over at him, and I'm just like, "What, Jerry? Like, come on, man, you got to." And before I could realize it, I look back in the play, the ball's coming at me. Hits me in the chest. <laughs> I don't even get a chance to catch it. Hits me in the chest. Goes straight out of bounds. Their ball. And I was at half court, dude. The ball must have traveled in the air for 15 se- three, three to five seconds before it hit me in the chest. Right out of bounds. Their ball. It was like, great. The other time, there's two times. The other, the other, I told I, you that story to tell you this one. I was, I was, pitching, I was giving pitching lessons, and I was late to the game. And but the team only had six people, so it was just like we're, everybody was marathon manning the first half, right? Everyone was exhausted. So it's like the second I show up, there's like three people that are just like raising their hand, like come in, you know. I come in with about <laughs> 15 seconds left in in the quarter, and like as soon as like we get the ball, I'm like running, clock stops. I see someone dribbling it, and like I look over, and I don't know if it was just because I was just like cold or whatever. They passed me the ball with like six seconds left. But total meltdown, dude. <laughs> total meltdown. I'm like pump faking. <laughs> I had to travel, and I'm and I'm literally I'm ten feet past the three point line, right? So like no one's even guarding me. I grab the ball. I'm feeling the pressure of the clock. And just fire a fastball off the backboard. <laughs> Not even close. Not even close, dude. <laughs> Trying to channel your inner. So you're making all these moves, faking out nobody. Nobody. Okay, because everybody's ten feet back. Because you ever like sit back in a basketball game and you're like, oh yeah, they're not gonna pass me the ball. I mean, right. I just got in the game. So you're like, you're just looking there. You're like, in your mind, you've already turned off the idea of someone giving you the ball. Okay. And then you got it. Then I got it with like six seconds left in the half. So it was just like I felt the buzzer, and then it's like, what's going on? And then like I felt like I had to get, it, get rid of it, and I fire like a, like a straight fastball, dude. Clayton Kershaw off the side of the backboard. <laughs> now, did you fire it on purpose so it rebounds to one of your teammates? I wish. Or were you trying to score? I was trying to score, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like I didn't take any layup lines. There was no pre-shooting of like the game. It was like straight in, dude. Just first throw. I, I had a better no shot kicking it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, man. Trying Total to really, fact. really channel your inner Steph Curry there. Yeah. Wow. Didn't, yeah. didn't happen. No, no. Wow. Um, so, All no, right. that was, those are a couple of embarrassing ones for sure. Well, wait till you get to be my age. And then you find out. Not only What's that, did, 42? Uh, yeah. Uh, not only did you hop the fence and not make it, but now you probably have to go to physical rehab for a <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm at the age now where it's like I wake up and I'm like, why does that hurt? <laughs> Anybody else have that? <laughs> no. no. Depends, depends what that is. You know, Why does that hurt? Depends I guess that is the is proverbial is. that. Right. Um, in this case, it's my middle of my back right now. Okay. Well, no right. idea, man. And it's like a couple days where it just Stress. gets him. You know what happened to me this week? I got rear-ended. Oh. Oh. Yeah. It's just, I felt like I, I had to like warn my, my wife because like I, I told her like right before it, I'm like, you're going to really need to like not call me an idiot on this. And she's like, okay, what now? You know? So, it, it, so like she hits pause on the TV. She's locked in. Crossed armed. Oh yeah. Armed she's ready. Armed. She's ready for me to just be stupid, you know? And it is stupid. I shouldn't have done it, but I was at like, so Broadway and Family Express and Casey's in Crown Point, you okay. know, that intersection. Yes. yes. So I'm heading south. So I'm towards Family Express. I'm passing Family Express. I get to that stoplight. I'm sitting there. Didn't even see it. Didn't even feel it. Didn't think of it. I was looking down at my phone, right? Allegedly. <laughs> yeah. Presumptively. You're, you're presumptively. obeying traffic laws. So I lo- I'm looking down, and then next thing you know, I get hit by I, – I get, I get hit. That's not your fault. I know. So I'm like, what is going on? So I get out, and I'm like, dude. A tap or like a boom? Like, like I, I took on a block in football. Oh, okay. So right. So I, I, yeah. it's a it's it's, it's definitely jar. a jar. It's a jar. Nice. Yeah, nice. Ding. And so I get out the jar. I walk outside. And I'm just like, hey, like, what's going on, man? He's like, sorry, I just kind of screwed up. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, well, we got to call a police report in. Where do you want to go, Family Express or Casey's? And uh, he's like, well, I don't think it's that bad. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, I, I mean, still, I don't care. So then we get to, he picks Casey's and I'm in front of him. So like I'm driving up and he's behind me and I'm like, dude, this dude's going to take off. This dude's going to take off. I felt it. Didn't do it. Okay. He pulls in and then uh, the first thing is he gets out of his car and I'm like, okay, well, who's going to call? He's like, well, dude, look at your car. It's not even like any damage. And so I'm looking at it and there really isn't damage. There, there isn't. I'm looking at it and I'm like, well, I still think we should probably call the police. And he's like, well, listen, before we do that, can I tell you I don't have insurance? And I'm like, shit, you know, because essentially I'm paying for it anyway. Right. At this point, I'm going to have to pay for it. So I'm like, well, uh, I'm like, dude, you know what? How about this? Merry Christmas. Like, well, I want to report it, but just get fucking insurance, dude. Wow. And so, like, I was, like, expecting Amber to be so pissed. That is some good karma you put out there, yeah, though. I hope so. The <laughs> thing is, though, is that, like, I, like, right when I pulled away, I'm like, dude, some of these accidents, you don't even feel the residual yeah, effects of for 48 hours. That's I should have at least got his information. <clears throat> yeah. Do you but have anything? Nothing. Josh, let us know if he calls in. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the phone lines are open. <laughs> <laughs> So are the residuals then? No, no, I feel good. That's I feel good. good. You're lucky then. It's actually been a lot worse in, in, in one way or, or another. I know Josh knows the story. Uh, but um, Friday when I was on my way to uh, Off Square because there was this really cool thing, um, they, they, they sold like 24 tickets. And those 24 tickets allowed you to witness the, the entire brewing process. 
So you'd steep the grains with them. You'd dump the grains in. You'd dump the hops. You'd clarify the, the, brew, the, the, the grain and everything. Um, but when I was on my way there, I found out my dad is, like, really ill. Like, to the point to where they, they found cancer everywhere. So, like, now it's like I don't know where that's at, um, unfortunately. You know, so that karma, I guess, goes both ways, right? But, um, so, yeah, I was, I was at Northwestern Hospital Saturday all day. But at the same time, I missed the Ban Art Fair at 18th Street. So if anybody of those guys are listening, that's the reason I didn't go. But, um, yeah, it's just crazy. Like I was telling Josh, the, the, the weirdest part about that whole situation for me is that I'm seeing life in both, ex- both things exist in front of my face. Okay. I, in the last six months, I've seen my daughter grow up. Yeah. And now I'm seeing my dad disintegrate. You know, it's crazy. Like over the last like month, he's just, it's it just, he's getting weaker and weaker and weaker. And uh, at least the good news today was that he didn't have, they didn't find it in his brain, which is nice. But I don't, I still, we don't know what the, how many, how much longer he's got or anything like that, but it sounds pretty bad right now. So. <laughs> Go ahead, Josh. You follow that. <laughs> yeah, right? That's laugh local. Right. There's a, Kind of tragedy plus comedy. Yeah, but I, and I didn't say, I didn't say that to bring that down. I just I just know that like if there is a chance there might be a, there might be a little bit of a possibility that I might have to take some time away. Um, okay. And so if that is the case, um, and there might be a little bit less podcasting going on, that's why. Um, or if there is like a break in the schedule when it comes to posting, that's why. But essentially, um, if anybody does want to write in or like you know pray for him or anything, uh, I'm sure he'd love to see that stuff. So. Um, if you do feel like, you know, any kind of aspect of support and you do want to just kind of even, even if it's just a message, I'll pass that along. And I'm, I'm sure it'll go a long way in a time like this. Oh, yeah, you know? definitely. Uh, I know it would for me. I know when I found out Friday, it was like hard to just keep it together. You know, yeah. every time I'd talk about it, and I, I saw Rod there and his wife and they're awesome. And uh, it's just one of those things that uh, you, you guess you just never know. So. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, but you, you got the other side of it too, like with Brooklyn and like just the amount of change that's happened in the last six months. And I remember you telling me the other day that like you were walking down your stairs and she was sitting there and she like turned at you and like acknowledged that you were there and smiled. Yeah. That's gotta be crazy to experience. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. No, it's a different animal, man. I mean, you get down there. I was at the top. What he's talking about too is like, it was like she was sitting by the bathroom and my foyer goes down. And when I was walking down, she like noticed I was walking. She was sitting outside the bathroom and she just like turned left and looked at me and was like, uh, what's going on? You know, and like, like with a big smile, like, have a good day, dude. <laughs> like, okay. It was cool. It was cool. But like, dude, that's what's weird about it is it's like such as confrontation. So all of that's in limbo right now. So I don't know where to kind of go after that. But um, essentially, that's kind of the situation. So there's always perspective. You know, it, it seems at least with me. <clears throat> I, and I know this sounds silly, and I don't mean to make light of it, but I call it the good times rule. And I, I know you guys are too young for this, but the show Good Times with J.J. Walker and the family that lived in the projects in Chicago, the Evans family, that show always had a great moral type message. They always did the right thing. Uh, rarely did good things happen to them, but when they did, the other shoe would drop and something bad would happen. So I call it the, you know, I've kind of learned that. The good times rule. I call it the good times rule, yeah. Um, It's a good one. So it seems that, you know, when good things happen, like you were not hurt in that accident, but then you got that phone call. You've had a great run with Local 219. 
this puts things in perspective and it just I mean people everybody goes through this and for some reason I'm a, America doesn't really acknowledge it much you know mm-hmm. everything seems to be fine you know it's well, always sports center so. there's always the thought of something like that happen but then he gets into a situation um, where um, when you're confronted with it it's a different animal yeah you know and especially parents wise for me um, it's just you do think you somehow you just think they're invincible yeah you don't think they're gonna die and so like and and, and hopefully we like again like I said we still don't know the results or anything we don't have a timetable um, so there could be good news behind this but as, as of right now it's not looking it's looking bleak I can say that so all right um, but yeah so that's kind of been happening on the personal side which has created more stuff to, to like on that end but um, other than that man it's just been like those wing Wednesdays have been just like crazy popular for people people love that um, I know that's like one of the few things I know uh, but go, you know before I jump to that that's one thing that was really surreal about that off square brewing thing and I, I said this to Josh earlier was that it was the first time so like I, I would love to know when we first when we first acknowledged that we got recognized, and I think it might have been the Ban Art Fair last year. I think so. I when think we first got recognized of what we were like, doing. Oh yes, I've seen your stuff. Yeah, I think it was Ban Art Fair. I think it was Ban Art Fair. So I think a, it was Casey King in particular who did it, and I was like, oh, that's really cool. Like we've been acknowledged. Like people are rec- starting to recognize at this Off Square Brewers dinner or this brewery thing. Every table knew who we were. Cool. And so it was like amazing and surreal. It was like an out of body experience. We sat down with this couple from Rensselaer and so gracious and kind and uh, older couple. And they had, I'm not sure what their, what their affiliation with the, the younger couple with them was. It's either that was yeah. their daughter or son. I never really got that part. Right. But they were like, they're like, oh, we watch all your stuff and we love the, we love what you guys are doing and uh, keep it up. And she mentioned like the green rooms being in my kitchen. She asked oh, us about yeah. so like they were like they knew about it, you know, which is fun. So it was really cool, and like it was across the board, man. It was amazing. Like every ten feet I walked, it was like someone coming up and being like, "Are yeah, you that guy?" Stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's awesome. So two one nine guy. Yeah, local two one nine has fans in uh, was that NBC three, NBC four in Cleveland with Matt Wentz, the meteorologist that does region weather and the weather updates. Mm-hmm. He follows us, and not only does he follow us, but his friends follow us. And he says the same thing. They love the, the programming. They love what you're doing. They, cool. You man. know, I mean, great programming is great programming no matter what. And uh, the less you're tied to a brand these days, the better. Yeah. Because you can do what you want. Well, it's hard, too, because now that we're at a stage where we're at, where it's about 6,000 followers on Instagram, it's about 5,000 on Facebook, which in the grand scheme of things, let's be honest, is nothing. Not much, yeah. For this area in particular, though, for doing media side of it and doing it the right way, I like to think it is substantial, you know? Quite a bit. So what's happening- it's all earned. It is. And that's it, not purchased. When we put know? out something, it seems to make some difference, you know? And so it's really cool to have that. That's what you fight for, right? Um, that's why we. That's, that's why I protect our brand as much as we possibly can. I know when Slater and I were up all night Tuesday night editing a video, um, we would we would joke around. But like every time that we were like, "Well, we got to make that move," it was always we would make the joke that it was for the brand, and that's true. I mean, everything we do, no matter how hard it is, no matter what it is about, you know, and protecting it and having hard conversations, being confrontational about it at yeah. times, yeah, is that like it's all for the brand. You right. know, and and we've always kept that mission, even though it's never been articulated. You know, it, it's, it's just been like that. It's just known between us. Oh yeah. yeah, and and for example, like the going back to the Wing Wednesdays thing or the Throwback Thursdays that Shannon's been doing, 
those have been such huge successes that I, I mean, and there's no way when you're in like a room and you're like writing this stuff down, do you even understand the the impact of that until no. it actually happens? Until that, yeah, until you, until you do it. Yep. And so what I'm hoping for now is that we can, speaking of Shannon, what I'm hoping for now is that when the more that we can kind of experiment, the more we can kind of build the success off of that. And hopefully we get to a point to where there's so much success of our programming that we don't have any spots left. Right. Right. You know, to where we know that we've got to release this, this, this on these days. And that's going to nothing's going to take that away because of the success of it. But I know for personally, the Wing Wednesday thing is like that's the number one thing non-brewery audience people mention all the time. And eventually this comedy thing will be that. I agree. You're, you're the guys that bring, I agree. you know, that that the, the greatest comedy show in, in the, the world, re- in the region, so. <laughs> in the world. No, really. I mean, I, I'm. Shannon, too bad you just walked in. You totally missed. We were just totally gushing all yeah. over you. And Josh you. totally. Josh just said the the file is corrupted, so there's no recording. <laughs> <of it. laughs> nope, impossible to go yeah. back. So yeah, we can do it. Yeah, I know we, we did mention a prank call. I don't think anybody even talked to me about it. We did we did add one of those in. Uh, Shannon's been trying to do a girl on the street thing for a while. <laughs> it's like my first week here. Yeah, that's not happened. And so uh, it's been, it's just been an interesting journey, man. Yeah, it's been wonderful. And I was the first guy <laughs> to do an interview. On you were the Onus Wagner of Talk Local. Episode Google one. It. <laughs> Google it. Onus Wagner was the first uh, person, first baseball player to be on a baseball card. He played for the Pittsburgh. What, were they the Pirates back yeah. then still? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Anyway, uh, yeah, if you have that card, it's worth it. The Pittsburgh lot. Stallions. <laughs> Or whatever the hell they would well, they, they were always like in the old timey ways. They were like the Pittsburgh Pepper in Whalers or something, you know, <laughs> something or something you can't say nowadays anyway, like off color or something. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not even gonna go there. The Pittsburgh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Insert insert type <laughs> insert here. Yeah, politically incorrect name here. Yeah. Uh, if the people at Ban Art Fair are listening, though, I do. My intention was to buy something at every event, whether it's a hunt and gather or a Ban Art Fair. That's right. You and got your Tupac thing from that. I right? did. And Papa Bear, the artist, tagged us in it Saturday. Nice. So I was like, really, I'm like, man, I really wish I was there. But I've got to figure out something new art for that has beer involved, infused in some capacity. So if someone out there wants to make it, Ashley, Julio, any of them, uh, make something with beer in it, and I'll buy it. Just make it. There you go. Yeah. There's a commission. <laughs> yeah. Just make it, please, less than two foot by one foot, please. <laughs> so well, I can't afford it. Speaking of uh, being recognized in the room, I was at Ish Mohammed's show, uh, Windy. Uh, Indie Windy. Indie Windy, which was a collaboration of Indiana and uh, Chicagoland, kind of what would you call it? kind of graffiti artists, but beyond graffiti artists, kind of the whole uh, hip hop culture that uh, started with Ish in this area and uh anyway uh i was recognized the uh, two people came up and they're like you're the guy from 219 right and it was it was kind of nice and they they wanted to be a part of it and cool that i mean just that alone is, is worth it, it kind of vindicates everything you're doing here that there's a kid who studied under ish and a couple of, of his crew as he would put it and uh has done very well for himself and he's opening I, i'm sorry I'm, I'm i'm dropping the name but i had the business card and uh he is now opening a store in crown point where what he does is he takes the style of graffiti art and applies it to furniture design which i think is brilliant brilliant so i mean um that might be the future i told him that and this kid i think is only 
22. He's like Shannon's age, you know, and a genius in their 20s. To, to know what you want to do in the 20s, I, I still thought I wanted to be a comedian, you know, at 22. I was Shannon, still, how's, that, how's that going for you? Right? <laughs> See, Shannon's good at it, though. No, you're good at it too. You ah, you son of a yeah, bitch. Better. Yeah, no, the uh, that's really great to hear, and I, I can't wait to see that stuff. That whole CISA crew does insane work. Yeah, and yeah. So. And he's, I mean, this guy is legitimate, legitimately a a product, a by, uh, not a byproduct, but a, a result of all of Ish's crew and their hard work and the way they try to pay it forward and educate and and keep kids on the right path and this kid is one of those examples and for him i think he's originally from east chicago cool opening a shop in crown point and that goes to what you were saying a year ago are you sure that wasn't rob earnshaw no i <laughs> if rob earnshaw is listening right now his head's gonna be so big now. <laughs> did you hear the rob earnshaw show i think they call it the rob earnshaw show Anyway, uh, no, uh, you had a great point a year ago that you brought up with uh, uh, when we had the guest. Um, Caesar and Miguel? I'm sorry, no, not Caesar. Uh, the gentleman from uh, um, another media company that I can't remember there. Is it BEZ? No, no, it's not that. Is it WTTW? Anyway, it's in the same realm. <laughs> Public broadcast, and uh, he has a show there. And he was your guest, and you said the way... Crown Point is to St. John, is to Cherville, is to Maryville, is to Hobart, is to East Chicago, is to Gary. But if you take Gary and Crown Point, it's worlds apart. And you, one of your mission statements was you wanted to break down those barriers with Local 219 and, and you know, blend it. And yeah, I think, and, and there's a prime example of it happening. Well, that, that's, that's incredible. And that culture clash is really important. And um, I know we've, we've really backed that up for a lot of times, but in some ways we haven't either. I mean, there's a lot, some of our programming has been very Crown Point centric, you know, um, and, and on purpose in a way, because I'm trying to really establish a flag here, right. you know, and I, I don't want a situation to where, because what happens with this and no matter what we do and no matter what anybody does, you start something like this and then there's going to be four people who do it right behind you. Mm -hmm. Um, because of perceived success, because of success, whatever the reason is, they just think that they need to be able to do it too. And so we've seen that with Local 219, for sure. We've seen that with our videos we've done, for sure. Um, and so it's just one of those things like with our, we, we got like this whole new component of what we do now called Local 219 Interactive. I partnered with Drew Hellier from Pinnacle Insurance on. Um, and uh, it's an amazing thing. It's all virtual 3D renderings of homes and businesses and everything. I guarantee after three months of those hitting the market, there's going to be three of those companies out there. Right. Um, but that's just the way it is. There's going to be three more comedy shows. That's the thing, yeah. It, it's, just a, it's just a way. It, people are, are just really monkey see, monkey do, and I don't blame them for that. And I'd rather be, the, I'd rather be Mumford & Sons than the Lumineers. Okay, wow. Do you know? Nice. I'd rather nice. be the forefront of the of I was a, thinking of a I'd rather than, be Coke than Pepsi, but you, yeah, you're artistically inclined, so... That's more. That's much more clever. Man, you gotta, Martin. I, I tell you, you gotta come around the office all the time. You make <laughs> me feel so good about myself, right? and almost all this. It's great. I'm, I'm the morale, <laughs> morale man. I'm officer. the complete opposite. I just make Alan feel terrible all the all time. the time, all the time. <laughs> we got this thing in the office where if I say a meeting's at six, everyone comes in at eight. I don't know. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's just like this thing where everyone just wants to drive me insane. Creatives do that. That's the creative, creative market. That. That's the creative <clears throat> market. 
But yeah. I was 10 minutes early, so what does that say? You're the man. No, it means I'm not creative at all. Mm. I gotta, I gotta get you gotta start being later I, on things. Right, I gotta be fashionably late. I gotta have an entourage. I gotta be cool. Man, I gotta. Got a long list, list, man. You got a long list. Yeah, that's gonna be tough. I will give a shout out. My brother uh, just officially opened up his state farm insurance agency on Saturday. Mark, wow, congrats! So that is a big thing. He is uh, right behind Cafe Fresco on the square. He took the old Bob Reese office. It was his first day in business Saturday. Um, so special shout out to him. I know there's a lot of hard work and everything that goes into that. Being a business owner myself, it is not easy. Um, and it's a very thankless thing in a lot of times, especially in your mind. So I hope good travels on him for that. And if you do need insurance or anything of that capacity, uh, definitely check that out. So And golf tips. And golf tips. He will talk your ear off. Um, anything anybody <laughs> wants to add on that? Anybody, anybody want to add? Shanbong? From the Shan, distance, Shanbaum. Um, shout out to Kay Francis Norris for running a better comedy show. That was Friday. He local two and nine live Instagrammed it. You guys didn't see that. I did. It looked cool. And that wasn't at all me having too much bourbon and thinking I was on my own Instagram. That's not what happened there. <laughs> <laughs> Good, Shannon. Good. That's hilarious. JVD, anything to add to this? Um, quick thoughts with JVD. D, quick, D, quick. D. Uh, the only thing I can think of is the Provecho stuff, but we don't have to get into that. Okay, that's yeah, kind no. of a, I mean, what, we went what, to a brewer's dinner at Provecho, as I'm guessing that's what you're alluding to. Yeah, yeah. dun dun dun. I mean, that's a cliffhanger. What was that? It was well. I'm, I'm telling you now. Okay. Well, yeah, we'll give, we'll give you the 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 uh, spark notes. Um, we will be releasing that video sometime this week. Yeah. I'm putting that. I'm putting that on it for sure. Yeah, it's it's almost done. It's real really cool thing. Roll. Crown Brewing Provecho teamed up to do a brewer's dinner, six course meal, six different beers. Um, we got invited to it. It was an awesome experience. I got a chance to take my wife. To, to experience some yep. of the spoils of this thing. Josh recorded a lot of it. I want to give a shout out to Chris and Nick for give, being so hospitable awesome. and the Brian family. Awesome. Uh, anything else? That's a good that's a good side note. Anything else, Josh? No, I can just uh, let everybody know where to find us. Okay, I will add two more things really quick. Quick. Three things. Look forward to an event announcement sometime soon. I don't know if it's going to be January or oh, it's going to yeah. be April um, right now, but I will tell you we're going to be making our splash into the brewing festivals. Which is we've got we've asked three breweries to be a part of it uh, as a, as like a board of like whatever a board of directors and all three have said yes and all three are behind the idea a hundred percent so expect that to be happening we will be launching that and it is to me what I it, it, I know the brewing the, the the festival of beer is just saturated there's a million of them. This is niche inside that, and so it's unique to its own. So get ready for that. That'll be announced. Laugh Local, will, the next one will be February 15th. If you do want to uh, get on the list of being recognized for emails, email, give us your email, whether it's DM or email me at ellen at local219.tv. Um, we will get those, and we will get first shot at getting tickets. The last one sold out in less than 25 minutes, so please be on that. I don't want to have everybody pissed off because we didn't do it. We are planning on doing two shows this time, though. Yes. So there will be a, a few more opportunities. Right. But right. not much, so get on them. Exactly. Um, so there's those two, 
And then the third thing was the Chicago Safaris video. That'll be coming out. Yep. We've got the off-square video for Wing Wednesdays coming out this Wednesday. Yep. And we'll be filming our next Wing Wednesday at Three Monkeys on Thursday. Correct. So those are all of the highlights to kind of go over. I will be at the PNW commencement on Friday and Saturday. I'm I'm not, it's not like I'm plugging. Like I don't have a routine of 10 minutes. <laughs> I will just be around. Uh, we also have a vault session to release, too. We have a vault session. Which one? Uh, Justin King. Let's release Justin King. Yep. Martin, anything you'd like to add? Best wishes for your father. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, uh, yeah, for me too. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Uh, anything you'd like to add, Martin, outside yeah, of that? It. Okay. Uh, Josh, you like to tell people where we're at? We're coming hey, from. guys. <laughs> if you'd like to find us on social media, we're at Local219 across the board, except for our Twitter is Local underscore 219, or feel free to email Alan, A-L-A-N, at Local219.tv, or Josh at Local219.tv. Awesome. Um, if you do want to show some support for my dad or in any capacity, um, send us the messages or uh, send us cards or whatever to our local 219 like, uh, our, our offices. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the address is on Instagram and Facebook, right? 118 and a half West Clark. West Clark Street. So send that stuff there. I'll make sure he sees it. I'm sure it'll mean a lot. Um, and other than that, uh, we'll talk to you soon and have a great week. Bye, right, guys. Take care.